0: Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This episode, I am going to talk about Peter Kropotkin. He is famous for his study on anarchism. He was also socialist, a revolutionary, an economist, a sociologist, historian, zoologist, political scientist, geographer, and philosopher. And that seems kind of hard to believe. How are you so good at all those things? It would take like 10 lifetimes to become expert in, I mean, even one of those fields, it seems. But you're going to be, I don't (laughs) Peter Kropotkin, everybody knows everything in the world i guess so maybe he's an important figure to kind of go over briefly so i will he was a proponent of a decentralized communist society he was an anarcho-communist which is basically free from state control pro individual liberty but also communal working together collectively He thought that freeing yourself from central government would be good for people and that society should be based on voluntary associations of self-governing communities and worker-run enterprises. He had a deep criticism for employers as opposed to employees, that dynamic, the employer was protected by private ownership and by and enabled by the state, so he thought being free from the state would disassemble the private ownership capacity to determine what the employees get, rather than a communal self-determination per individual, as it relates back to the whole. He thought that our ideological components and the way in which we conceive of the order and structure of society which we take for granted were institutions that stifled our imagination sociologically and otherwise, were unjust and authoritarian institutions that he considered to be the state and the church more dominantly is ideal on how people conduct themselves and why they are good agents that work well within a society is that it's less on competition though everyone has a natural tendency to be competitive and to want to be better but the obsession with it and the zero-sum games alongside it he rejected and that he urged people to see more as cooperation to help one another and that that will contribute to a stronger society if we are all in it together, rising up together, rather than keeping people down and going further ahead and utilizing that power against others and stuff like that, and that a success of a species was more prevalent with those who were more cooperative. If it was generally more cooperative and agreeable, it would get along much better, and the whole society would prosper as a whole, including the individuals within it. That competition in itself, individually, you want to get better and better but as an ethic of society we want to get better and better but in order to deal more effectively within our institutions that if everyone could be better if we have ethics of cooperation involved and that the development and growth are created more rather than less if you were unsociable an unsociable state would be hyper competitiveness privacy using people and having power tactics in order to keep the structure aligned he thought that that would lead to corruption and decay most usually he quotes it isn't responsible for driving history what fatherland can an international banker and a rag picker have in common So this land is our land, this this land is your land, vice versa. He compares the two roles and says, no, the owners, the bankers, the people owning all the important land, the important items, the rights to things, that's a a whole different country than what a common rag picker, whatever that is. I think it's just, you could compare it to someone who harvests, um, you know, basic materials from fields or or whatever, that it's not the same, far different he says that life should change economically to the insistence of recognizing political power not towards the state but retrofitting it to free organization and free federation and all these branches which are now considered as attributes to the state are self-identical and that they are run by themselves Ch- uh, the charge is against private property and the state's sponsorship of it should be emancipated as an economic and political orientation and give the public control over how it distributes goods among Amongst itself, and that they must work out among themselves who gets what individually. Aside from being an opponent of private property, he also looked into the more experiential aspect of dealing with how economics and labor are developed over time. Back in the day, there were many great men, you know, men because there wasn't really emancipation of women at this time, but at any rate, men. Who built a lot with their hands, as well as researched scientifically into the maths, into the physical sciences, and into the literary and philosophical realms altogether. But now we are increasingly fragmented into having to specialize our brains into separate avenues that some people are using merely their brain, and that their brain is separated from their hands, and vice versa. People's hands are at work, but are separated from their brain, and that the knowledge and the practicality of things are being dealt out in a much more fragmentary way and we do not utilize the general knowledge we have when we are young because that's what we were exposed to when we were young but we do not carry that with us and specialize among multiple avenues as we go we are not fully divisible people we are very narrow what the scientist passes on as a discovery of natural law and the division the devising of plans in order to utilize these discoveries of natural law and this knowledge the engineer we execute these plans because there is a shop worker who is able to utilize themselves and and take orders by the structure of what needs to be done, working with wood, steel, stone, and much more mediums. And that this chain is all connected in with itself. The whole idea of that entire realm of being, even just recreating the wheel, the the idea is met and the structure of how to devise that idea solidified by working hands done so economically and this observation he's trying to show us that as political minds we understand our place and how the economy should function not as a emancipated whole that we are we are really ones that work with our brain And that we could use our facilities and our capacities to work with our brain as well as our hands, or vice versa. But in essence, we have become separated from these things. That many people nowadays, as the education fluctuates and changes, is that we're becoming increasingly unknown to the whole of existence that in societies of past people were expert in the whole culture nobody is expert in the whole culture anymore no one's even expert in their own field of work even in a narrow sense Can be expert in all of that unless they live 10 lifetimes nowadays or maybe it is simply the mindset that they do not want to become fully themselves or that insistence on having to work that hard is too much for people and that you want to stay in your lane but also that he looks at this and maybe as a necessity it is harder to manage a whole political body or economic body when you are stuck in a narrow lane and you're working either with your hands or with your brain, and you're separated between these modes of being, and that they manifest politically and economically different, And it is in this way that statesmen do not know what happens in the mines, and they do not know how much value is generated, and how much value it takes to work to produce the value generated, and that there is a discrepancy between the exploitation of people's labor and their time as it relates to who owns the mine, and how much return is generated over time by the products that are gathered and produced, manufactured and sold, and that there's really a firewall for people to ask the question because they're not encouraged to ask that question, as how is how are you valued? What is value, and how do you receive it? Because you could gather as much value as you want if you have the right to gather the value you create. And I think there's an alienation from other individuals, he says, quote, A species will be what the individuals are, each undergoing numberless influences from the surroundings in which they live, and to which they correspond, each in his own way. Individuals are a universe unto themselves. They are body systems, but are all parts, acting individually but towards a completion of the whole, each part of the rest. And the individual is like this to the greater spheres, of being among greater orders, of like function. So, in essence, we are also a part of a greater set of, of uh, experiences that are going on, but they are all essentially a part of one body, one unified whole. We can never know all of that. We have to function. Since the arrangement of what we are doing is becoming grander and greater and is expanding, we are even having to make up what we fulfill in order to account for all the bodies that we have within the greater being. He says that in order to have a greater equilibrium, that we need to start recognizing ourselves through the process of revolution is that we are in an organic life and an expression of organic life. And then if you take your own unique expression away, the whole suffers. And that we need to view the value of every individual within it as such. He says that each phenomena economically, politically, and in work governs that which follows it in each case And not by natural laws so in other words it is not laid down by law that the phenomena of something follows because it is given by law but that a phenomena follows a phenomena in each case and there's no way to know how to relate the phenomena without being there but in essence that it's some sort of lawgiver that tells you how to relate it, but that doesn't mean it's an organic expression all the time, or that you don't have to agree with that individually. You have a right to disagree with it. He urges men to develop free initiatives, actions, and associations, and to free their mind from priests, military chiefs, and judges. And in this way, you can emancipate yourself and believe in certain things like, quote, how do we make a worker in a factory or mine believe that it belongs to their masters? When a worker and even a miner are beginning to see clearly through a scandal or a bribery or a pillage, brought on by the state as legal theft from which great commercial and industrial property are being derived off of their back that in this sort of social social imagination and economic resource we start relating to ourselves as parts in relation to the whole and that some people do not have that sort of conscious mind and that's what he is saying is needed in order to critically um shape how we are supposed to go about valuing our lives he says finally that it is not about whether communism can prevail it's can it prevail without state control so i guess without a sort of stalinist regime going on well i don't know i'm not an expert in all this stuff but that was uh, Peter Kropotkin. And I think anarcho-communism, if it's in its pure form and kind of ideally goes along with what he's trying to lay out, that maybe there's there are um, specks of truth within it, that there is essential qualities of mind that can really, maybe without the need to uh, disrupt society too much and bring forth some sort of calamity, that maybe well, I guess if certain structures are taken away, people eventually are going to get violent because it'll be their lives and livelihoods at stake. But ultimately, economies, we have enough. I mean, back in the day, I think this was more prevalent. Like if certain things don't go right in the in policy and an economy there will be people that will say okay it's time to rise up and you know take what is actually ours like they would feel come a compersion to want to do that and that there wouldn't be room for them elsewhere but nowadays we do have room elsewhere i think there's always enough room for people to fit into an economy at some at some juncture maybe it's not your calling or what you have experience in or something but there's always ro- room for you so that kind of takes away the excuse to want to be desperate, but also that's another part of today is there's so many things that are not even necessary and not even beautiful, but we are making them up <laughs> so that we can put people into roles and have them fulfill a role, but they're totally unfulfilled. But that's just how it kind of is, and conmen step in and say, yeah, we're going to do this because we're, it has some sort of value, and then we're going to sell people on it so that we can keep people's people generating a certain role you know within this uh, sphere of of practice in the economy we need people to get people working and doing things in order to have money even though we have enough in some way i think peter kropotkin would probably announce that this is the case is that capital exists because something or someone interchangeably is being unpaid if there was nothing unpaid how can you make the money or whatever degree you make the money in think about who gets what and how you get just enough mostly Back then, it was very common to just get enough. That was like 90% of the deal. Nowadays, it's um, a lot more relaxed, and people are doing better. But then, how? Because an authority determines how much, and they have a, quote, right to collect however much of the money that is made, and that's protected legally. Usually, it is as much as you possibly can, because that's human nature. It's greed. Who thinks there needs to be transparency laws about this, showing everyone in a company what all the costs are? and how much return there is. It only seems right, and it kind of dignifies how people organize. Maybe you you keep capitalism, but you create sort of an anarcho-syndicalist spin on the whole thing, and maybe insist that people do deserve to deal more critically with how they're valued, at least. Well, okay, yeah, that was Peter Kropotkin. I encourage you to read him. I think he's one of the more interesting economic political writers, I suppose. But yeah, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next time.